six. Yeah. Episode six. I yeah. feel like it's gone very fast. It has. We're full-time podcasters now. Mate, I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> Literally <laughs> trying to squeeze in this hour. To make time for this. And the technical difficulties. Oh. I mean, we have not not had technical difficulties. Every time. Every time. I've just had to do a JB Hi-Fi run. But a run down to JB Hi-Fi. I appreciate it. Thank you. Excuse me, let the podcaster through. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, I must got... find a USB-C immediately. Oh, did that light just come on? Oh, God. Honestly, guys, if you had any idea, don't, honestly, don't, start, our... don't start the podcast. I regret it. <laughs> We're investing a lot of time, energy, money into this. Just for a laugh. So I hope you appreciate it. You know what I mean? You better fucking like it. You better fucking like it. You better fucking like, subscribe, fucking share. <laughs> Tell us how good we are. <laughs> now that we've abused all of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's get started. But first, I have a question. Okay. I'm all nervous. Right, hear me out. So, the FBI are coming over yeah. in five minutes and they're looking for one paper clip. They're yeah. going to tear this house apart to mm. find this paper clip. Mm. Where are you hiding it? Our follow thumbs. What? God damn it. Why? Have you seen her asshole? You think you great hiding my dog with a paper clip. <laughs> well, I just think, look, she's, yeah, she, she knows. She shit it out straight away anyway. She does like fucking 10 shits a day. Okay. No, but I just think it's, have you seen your dog's asshole? But, yeah, I have. It's disgusting. Leave her alone. No one's ever going to look in it. Leave her. Yeah, they don't have to. It'll be the paperclip will be sticking out her ass. No one goes near that thing. They don't have a choice. Her tail's up and her ass is in your face. Leave her alone. That's not what the question was about. I'm sorry, baby. No, she's fine. She's, she's so accepted. upset. She's accepted the fact that she's got an ugly asshole. It's fine. Well, everyone she does. Can't have you it can all. just see yours a lot. Anyway, where are you going to hide the paperclip? You can't hide it oh. up my dog's ass. Are you for real? Are you Pharrell Williams? You Pharrell Williams. Um, where would they not look? See, that's the thing you've got to think about. Like, where is the most? Like, can you hide it on you? Okay, so I can't swallow it, and then yeah. what's my it? Yeah, thing are you good? Crusade. A um, lot of the comments. So this was like a thing on TikTok, and it, like I was thinking about it. Yep. Yep. Lola, don't touch. Sorry, the we're having dog <laughs> problems now. Lola's been offended. She's she's. She's hiding she her was asshole. originally sitting on my lap, and now she's corrected and walked right. All right. Let's there you go. Um, yeah, the question that oh, – I lost my train of thought. The comments were like – like some girl was like, I put it in an ice cube, in the, like mm. put it in water in oh. the ice cube so it freezes. But then she said she watched another video, and that was someone's first response. So she's like, so they'd obviously go check the ice cubes. So you can't go ice cubes. What about like – Putting it in like your shampoo bottle. Mm, or I think something. that's a good one. Or like my condition is quite thick, so mm. I reckon if I just slid it in and then smoothed it over, I don't think that they like body would. lotion or something like body lotion. What did you use? You know when you used to go to like music festivals and you used to have to um like sneak alcohol in. I thought you were going to say something else. Oh, <laughs> had to sneak <laughs> alcohol. No, I remember going to BTV quite a few times, and we had to always like get to sneak alcohol in and like. One time, oh, this is actually, one time I decided, I actually went to a lot of lengths yeah. to do this. I emptied my Listerine. Oh, I've heard of this. My Listerine, this and I put vodka in it, and I just put, like, a purple food dye in it. Smart. It wasn't. It tasted oh. like 
fucking I, I literally felt like I was ta- I was drinking pure poison because it just tasted like vodka this, yeah. in this drink. And then I but she would like, have had nice breath. Yeah, I mean, there's always a positive, isn't there? But it was like I w- I would you know pour a vodka lime soda or whatever, and it would be like vodka lime soda with like a hint of like purple listerine, and it tasted foul. So, I mean. You can't really hide yeah. a paper clip in there because no, it's see-through. see-through. But I think hiding it in like a... In a lotion or something. Yeah. What would you do? I think that would work. Um, see, I'm cheating because I've read some of the comments. Like someone oh. said like put it in a candle and just like let it melt over the candle. So it's like in the candle. Mm. Um, I'm just looking around the house trying to like scope. Do oh, you think- like digging it in a pot plant or something? I reckon they'd look better. What, they're going to take a plant? That's fake. They're going to take a plant, shake it till all the dirt the comes FBI. off. It's the FBI. Yeah, true. What that's... if they have metal detectors? Well, then that would be fucked. We'd be screwed. I feel like, yeah, my life, my final answer, the best, could you bury it in the backyard? They're going to dig up a whole backyard. Oh, metal detector. And it's also the FBI. They don't fuck around. Yeah. Fuck it, we're going, wait, so if they find it, do we go to jail? The serious crime. Wait, no. having a paperclip. Yeah. It's a really expensive, rare paperclip. I feel like, mm, let's just I go with the lotion. We'll go with the lotion. I actually have a, wait, I found it on TikTok, a question I can probably, sorry. Great. I've ruined everything. Ruined sorry, guys, I'm just on the, on my TikTok. I actually had a question the other day that I thought was really good. I feel like I could probably... Don't worry about it. You know, it doesn't matter. My phone's loading. The Wi-Fi in this house is appalling. It never works. Ever. It, it never works. Even if there's a That's fine. Well, I'll say I that don't want the question time. anyway. Yeah. Oh. No. Do you have any equal ticks this week? Um, let me just see what I've got. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I, I, I have a whole list of ones, but I... um. <laughs> oh, I'm in our notes, not my own. We have to have separate notes so we don't tell each other the stories that we want to tell. Oh, okay. Um, no, but I've got a funny story. Okay. Go so for I it. Went, <laughs> I went on a really nice dinner the other night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I thought, with I need our, to know. With, with who? With, with who, who with, did you go with? With a friend. Ah. Oh. Was it a boy or a girl? It was a they, them. Oh, oh, we don't associate genders now, do we? Okay. Um, no, it was, yeah, it was just a friend. Oh, and, just a friend. Yeah. Hajmeen. Um, Hajmeen. How old is he? What's his name? What's his social security number? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> it's another story. Yeah. So we go to this really nice place for dinner. <clears throat> I'm like a grilled girl, right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, charcoal chicken would suit me fine. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm you right know? with you. Anyway, chocolate KFC. Yeah, yeah literally. Well, can we just go to Nanda's? <laughs> we'll dine in back. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> I got this one. Um. So anyway, long story short, really nice dinner, really nice food, like very fancy, very bougie. Then we're leaving and it's raining and my friend goes, oh, it's pissing down outside. And one of the waiters next to us was like, oh, sir, would you like an umbrella? <laughs> And in my head, I'm like, what's the point in give us, giving us an umbrella back. if we have to come back with the umbrella? We have to give you the umbrella back. <laughs> you can't just be handing out umbrellas. What is this? 
he gave us an umbrella, a restaurant branded umbrella. Lovely night. Like literally, you know how in the movies, like they stand out the door, pop the umbrella and like hold it up under the rain for you to get under it. So you just don't get wet. It was like that. So you're essentially in a Hollywood movie. Yeah. I'm basically a superstar. So who has the umbrella now? It's in my car. Oh, we've got it. It's ours. It's ours. It's our umbrella. Bad. That's great service, isn't it? Great customer. Oh, service. what about how when much they... was the meal though? Like, how much you probably paid for the umbrella in the meal? Yeah. How much was it? Or did you not pay? Did they pay for you? Oh, okay. Do you know how much it was? It. I do. Yeah. Oh, how much was it? It was expensive. Oh, I want to know the. I price. don't want. I don't want to like. Why? I'm asking. But is that the? They, they want. They it was want like a six hundred dollar bill. Six hundred dollars. That's I a mean, decent dinner. It's a decent dinner. <laughs> That's like enough. fucking. Nah, but you that's got an, twenty grills. But you got an umbrella, so take thirty dollars off. Five seventy. Five seventy. I was yeah. They'd probably include that in the price. They know they're a bougie restaurant. So. Yeah. And yeah. then every time someone doesn't take an umbrella, they're like, "Yes, thirty dollars profit." <laughs> yes. How good? Can I just mention that? Sorry, I just noticed the yeah. The third we're light. losing light bulbs oh. left, right, and center. Yeah, it's it's fine. The camera's also wonky, but it's fine. Check we're it. going. It's. We're fucking all over the shop today, honestly. Literally. I was supposed to work and it's now 2 p.m. Mate, I haven't napped. Oh, fuck it. I know. I was literally going to message you and be like, we're going to have to push this back. We probably won't even get through the fucking podcast because Jackie will have a tanty and walk off and have a I did say I'm hungry too. She's hungry and she's, sorry, be prepared, everyone. Fucking. If she just starts snapping, she. I'm talking about me like in the third person. Oh, God. This is. Well, because she is. She's a different person. She is. She is a whole. What's her alter ego? Josephine. No. Oh. I thought I had to start with J. I feel oh, like. does it? Well, I don't know. That's the rules I've made up. Mm. What's yours? Eliza. Um, Felicity. Well, that doesn't start with E. Yeah, but that's an old, long-standing alter ego of mine. Well, that makes no sense. You yeah, literally well, just said it has to start with your make first Make it name. make sense. Yeah. You. Just all of you. We're <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Anyway. We're moving on. to bigger and better things. Um, um You. <laughs> You go. Go on. Fucking go on. Off you go. So we're going to talk about our 20s. Mm. Touch on the shit times in our 20s, yep. I guess. And the lessons that we learned from that, um, like how we sort of dealt with things. Mm. And I think, you know, we were having a little chit chat about this earlier. Um, and it's just like a really interesting conversation to have and also reflect back on like what you did and like how we coped and how we managed with things then as we are now, like, 10 yeah. years on. Yeah, definitely. You know? I think that there's so much that we can, like, I don't know, there's so much. I hope that there's so much that we can kind of give to other people from our experiences. Um, Because I remember being, you know, early 20s, being like, what the fuck is this mm-hmm. thing called? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. You feel like your whole life is, like, done. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, we're having dog problems now. It's annoying that you guys can't see this. Well, they Lola. can. There's a camera. Wait, but. We're not all right. My microphone. <laughs> Jackie's just <clears throat> Lola's dog has She's really t- taken over today. Okay, so Lola's I'm so dog. we're so Jackie's sorry. Dog. We're so sorry. This is terrible podcast etiquette. No, I reckon they like it. All right. Anyway, back back right. to the topic. Yeah. So I think like dog. we've both been through like various experiences in our lives, and um, yeah, looking back to ten years ago, what now? Mm-hmm. Um, when we t- when we mm-hmm. first turned twenty, I f- like it's just really yeah, important to like acknowledge that that was a different person. 
you know, mm-hmm. you learn so much, you grow so much. But at the time, you are so sure and so certain that, like, this is who you are, this is your life, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we ob- you obviously have moments where you're like, fuck, what am I doing with my life or whatever? But, like, when one thing happens, and we were kind of saying this earlier, like, you're just like, oh, my God, my whole world revolves around this thing or this person or I this. How will Yeah. How will I get over it? Yeah. I'll never be the same again. Yeah. I'm never going to be happy again. Or- yeah. You know, so I think we're just going to kind of unpack those things a little bit more. Um, we've kind of got a few, I guess, topics. Um, so do you want to like, so the topics we're going to run through are like the first one is more around like relationship breakdowns. And this isn't just romantic relationships. I think it's very much around friendships as well. Um, I also other- think like breakdowns, but then also the kinds of relationships that you find yourself in. I don't know. I can definitely relate to that and I think you can as well like yeah. in a way that like you do things and stay with people that don't truly align with like what you want or whatever and I think it almost is like that age thing where mm. well, do you I know think, what I'm trying to say yeah. I feel like I just completely stopped my sentence no and had nothing, I think but... it's I think it it definitely is aligned to the age but I also think it's aligned to not having many experiences and knowing what you need and knowing what's good for you and knowing the type of people that you want to associate with mm. and, um and just like yeah you, you're so young that you just don't you know you don't really know what you want mm. I think mm. and I think you think you do but as you get older you look back and you're like fuck I don't know literally <laughs> like I look back at the first three quarters of my 20s and I just think oh what maybe the first half yeah what the hell yeah you know I think, yeah I think a lot of people I think yeah that's very very normal to feel that way and I think this is a good platform to kind of also just reassure people that it is normal and you know you might actually not see it in your early 20s but then as you grow up you're like oh Oh, what happened? <laughs> that was um, a thing. Some other things we're going to touch on as well is, I guess, trying, like, not having to be in a specific category. I know I've struggled with this a lot um, in terms of my work and things like that. Um, so I think, yeah, we'll probably unpack that a little bit more. But knowing, um, you know, knowing that you can actually be authentically who you want to be and that you don't have to be a certain person because of your career or because of your friendship group or whatever it is for sure um and then we might touch on like some unhealthy coping strategies that Mm. we utilize to get through some of those shit times yeah um and that's a little bit yeah yeah scary to talk about yeah Mm. but i mean it's a part of like who we are and what we've done and Mm. i think you go through everything for a reason and the like the things that we're sort of thinking about talking about in particular Mm. like yeah, it's not something that it's like, oh, I did this. Mm. But, I mean, if you didn't, would you, like, be where you are now? Yeah, exactly. You know what? Does that make sense? Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Um, and I think we're also going to sort of finish off with some strategies, some practical strategies that you can do as well when you are going through some shit times. Um, because I think it's important to actually come away from you know, we'd like you to walk away from our podcast with things that you can actually do and implement if you are going through something that's a bit of shit. Um, and just knowing that, you know, a lot of, like, you know, mm. we've, we've been there, a lot of mm. people have been there and you will be, you know, you can overcome these things and you will be okay. But, um, yeah, so I think we'll sort of, yeah. Sounds good? Sounds like a plan. All right. So should we start with relationship breakdowns? Because yes. I feel like that is a huge thing mm. that, you may not have experienced before your 20s. I think this is probably a 
you know, you're getting into your sort of early adult years. Um, you might have been ex- experienced love or, you know, you might have had true friendship and um, things have kind of, I don't know, it might be the first time you ever experienced heartbreak. Mm. Um, so talk to me about your first my heartbreak. first heartbreak. Oh, actually, my first heartbreak, I was, I was seventeen, so yeah. that was quite young. But who was that? Give me a moment. Oh, not going to say his name. Moment. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'd be like, <laughs> did I? We have to mute that part. <laughs> I don't know for her. Um, but what I will, I I won't talk about that relationship because I don't think that that was that was very young. But I think my first, like the relationship in my early 20s was definitely one that rocked me um and it was a very very toxic relationship um but to be fair it did start off from like a friendship um and yeah it and I'll really go into details on what happened but it ended up my heart was definitely broken um but I think the for me like the the relationship broke down and I would have been 22 mm-hmm. so that's like early 20s mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I guess for me, probably one of the hardest times in terms of like, I lost a lot of friends. Um, not, I didn't lose friends, but like they kind of like our breakup kind of divided the group. So like I lost, you know, half the people went with me and half people went with them. Um, and it, it kind of like the breakdown revolved one of my friends kind of betraying me Mm. with him, Mm. which was a pretty big pretty hard thing to go through sure um but yeah I think that was definitely a time where I you know I went out I partied I you know I took drugs I drank I I remember I went out like every single week and I kind of like had had just decided that it wasn't I just didn't sleep six seven nights a week I just would only sleep six nights and then Saturday night I just go out and and then from Friday to Sunday Friday to Sunday you know what I mean I actually you know I lost a lot of motivation I um quit studying um really just became this person that couldn't cope anymore and I was just and that was your way of coping that was my way of coping yeah I just wanted to numb how I felt um because yeah like I don't know when you're when you're so in love with someone and they betray you or you know you lose them out of your life it's such a it's such a difficult time and everything like all of your habits and all of your routines and you know everything that you know is based around this person and now they're gone and so you're kind of left with this like emptiness of well what do I do now what and especially when your friendship group was around them as well you know it yeah. makes it's just like a whole I kind of felt shift in yeah yeah a huge shift and you know I think with breakups it's really easy to well I mean I obviously did I just sort of went down that toxic path I remember a lot of my friends my girlfriends at the time were like you need to stop you mm, need to I remember that you need to look you know look at how you're living you know you're giving up on things your mum's worried about you your dad's worried about you you know we're worried about you um and I remember having a really um it was actually with one of our girlfriends um, and she sat me down and she's a very logical, logical girl. And mm. she said, like, you need to stop doing what you're doing. And um, yeah. I don't know though, because I feel like that's not an easy conversation to have with your friends, no. which is probably like something worth mentioning now. Hey, like mm. we haven't spoken about this, but like the fact that if you do see one of your friends coping in a way that 
you would say is not healthy, like calling them out on their shit and yeah. like being there can be such a powerful thing to do. And it's like obviously a scary conversation to have yeah. because you don't want to upset or offend your friends. But if you can see it, like yeah. they probably do need to hear that. That's right. And I think I, I now like I'm grateful for that. Like I'm grateful for, for that sure. conversation, even though it was sort of like hard to hear. Of course. But I think, you know, Iris, I know that my friends have my best interests mm. at heart. Like mm. I know that the people around me wouldn't be telling me this if they didn't. You know, they're trying to sabotage me. Mm. They're there because they genuinely care. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that having good friends is is really important. But um, yeah, and I think from that conversation, I was actually able to kind of pull myself out of it. Um, and I kind of use it as motivation to do like I that was when I started saving to go to Europe and travel for six months and do all those kind of cool things. So. Um, sometimes, you know, heartbreak can be really hard and you might have really unhealthy coping strategies, but there are other ways to, to manage those emotions and those feelings, um, which we'll talk more about later in terms of like strategies, but, um, yeah, it was super, super toxic and, you know, breakups just never really. And I feel like at the time you sort of don't realize that what you're doing is because of that like I'm sure at that time you were just like it's not because I've gone through a breakup and because I'm doing this it's just because I like to go out and I like this club Mm. and I like these people that I party with on the weekend and you almost try and justify it to yourself yeah and you don't reflect on hang on like what's driving this behavior yeah you know what I mean whereas I feel like now and like as you get older we're a bit more aware and we can sort of do things and be like, mm, I'm definitely doing this because I feel this or yeah. whatever. And you can almost like regulate and be like, all right, let's like, is this what I need to be doing? Is this actually going to help me? Um, whereas when you're younger, I feel like you just don't have that awareness as much, right? No. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think it does take that maturity mm. to, you know, it takes time. It takes experiences. Mm. And I mean, why would you have that understanding at 20? Mm. You're so young, like, yeah. you know, it's it's something that you learn through experience, mm. um, I personally think anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? When was your um, – I actually genuinely don't know. Yeah, your, so I would I say – I think I really knew you at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We I were, did. Like, we, yeah. Not like this. I don't think we were that close. So my first, like, semi-serious boyfriend was such a toxic relationship yeah. um, and it was a really, like – almost like a dangerous relationship to be in. Um, And similar to like what you were saying, my mum was worried about me, my friends were worried about me, but I was so consumed by this boy that I just changed the way I did everything. Um, Like our relationship revolved a lot around drugs and, you know, we had like party friends and the house was like a party house. And at the time... I was like, oh, what the fuck's everyone carrying on about? Oh, mm, mm. like, I'm just having fun. Like, you're just such a loser. Um, but I just thought, oh, my God, this this boy's giving me attention and, you know, we're doing fun things and, you know, all of that. So when that, that, when that relationship ended, it was actually so funny. This is the um, dog food story. Oh, yeah. But when that ended, I had, like, pretty much – secluded myself from all my really good like friends tell the dog food story. Uh, yeah I'll I'll run over it so I'd um secluded myself from all of my friends I would hardly talk to them because I was just either working or with him yeah. um and then when I finally like I kind of just like woke up one day and I was like what the fuck am I doing this guy is like toxic this relationship is toxic like what we're doing is toxic and I'd ended it and then I walked out to the front door and there's a bunch of flowers on the doorstep with a card on it that says dinner question mark mm. 
No. And <laughs> so I rang Brooke, our girlfriend, and I was like, fuck, what do I do? Like, and she's like, you're not going out for dinner with him. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And I didn't have my license at this time. He was teaching me how to drive. And so she came and picked me up and I'm like, I've got an idea. Like, let's go to the supermarket. And we went and bought like a giant can of chum, dog food, and dropped the flowers back off at his house with the dog food and then wrote on the card, like, here's your dinner. Like, basically, fuck you, dog. Like, <laughs> literally. Uh, never heard from him again. So anyway. Oh, my God. Um, but that was probably like the first time that I'd been in a relationship and just like... It consumed me. It changed yeah. me. It, you know. Um, and then my next relationship, I was in for probably three years. Mm-hmm. And it, that was pretty toxic as well. Um, after the previous relationship to that, I'd gone into this one saying, like, I don't want anything to do with drugs in this relationship. I don't, like, that. this is just yeah. not going to be a thing. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Like, I'm out kind of thing. Um, and it was literally just three years of every weekend having the same argument about yeah. drugs and respect and blah, blah. Um, so... That was really hard. But, I again, I found myself getting so caught up in that relationship and, you know, not talking to friends unless I was fighting with him. Then I'd be messaging my friends being like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and it's the classic, isn't classic. it? Classic. Like, and it's such a classic And, movie. again, it wasn't until one of our good friends pulled me up on it and said, you're only ever here when you two are fighting. Like, or when he's doing something yeah, else. Yeah. Or, you know, like, and I'm sick of hearing about how – you're over it and you don't want to do this anymore and you're crying to me and then the next week you're trying again. And I literally did that for three years. And when she said that and that was close, you know, to the end of that relationship, it really just, like, clicked again. And I was yeah. like, what am I doing? You know, yeah. this guy's never going to change. Yeah. Why am I trying to change him? Um, and then we had that breakup and I sort of dealt with that almost in the opposite way to what you were saying. Like, I had just started getting into fitness um and so I really just put 100% of my energy into that, which was not normal for me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I think that was that was probably like, yeah, they're the first two relationships that really impacted me in certain ways. Um, and like, it, I'm grateful for them now. Like, I've learned so much. And, you know, I think we said in the dating episode, every relationship that ends, you just walk out with a whole new list of things that you just mm-hmm. will not settle for and you won't put up with, you know. Or a whole new list of traumas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whichever way you want to look at way. it. Um, I think it's funny that, um, not funny, but, you know, obviously you kind of, even though you were aware, mm. you still kind of ended up in a very similar mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really common. Mm. I think it's really common, common for people, people to kind of, of, you know, they'll leave a relationship and make sort of, you know, make promises that. I'm not going to be like this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, you know, and then like I've, I think I also said in the dating episode, you know, you, you start building up yourself, you start figuring out who you are and then you get into a relationship Mm. and all of a sudden you find yourself into the same patterns that you were in last time. Just slightly different. In a different shade, you know? Yeah. 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 And I think like that definitely also happened to me. I, both of, pretty much all of my relationships have been, besides the one I'm in now, um, all my relationships have always been revolved around party mm. i've always been the big party boys mm. um love to go out love to sesh um you know and that was what kind of we definitely connected on that level as well because well, it's an element of you know like fun excitement social like new experiences yeah and, and you're like doing that. it with other people so there's yeah it's uh, yeah and i like i had some great times and i'm not denying that at all but i think um, my second relationship, very much, very similar, like, you know, partying, um, yeah, drugs a lot of the time. Um, 
And, you know, I, again, found myself in a very similar um, routine and, and relationship than I was in in my, you know, early 20s as well. Um, so I think that's probably one thing that we can kind of reflect on is while when you're single, it's really easy to say, oh, I'm not going to do this. I, I know who I am now, blah, blah, blah. But the real test comes when you actually get back into a relationship and then you, and then, you know, then you can kind of reflect is this, usually most people have their love, their, their rose colored glasses on. Mm, yeah. um, well, we've all had them before. We've all had them before. Um, but yeah, I think that that's something that we've definitely learned in our 20s. Um, and I guess one thing we wanted to talk about is, well, I know for me, I like a breakdown of a friendship. Yeah. Um, because that's the reality of it all mm-hmm. breakdown with family members, mm-hmm. you know, someone that you have known or been close with for a long time and potentially maybe you just mm-hmm. grow apart. Things, you know, you have different trajectories, things change. And um, I know for me, like I've had a few, like a couple of friendships break down in my early 20s. Um, How do you and, deal with that? Um, it actually took me a really long time to make that decision mm. because I, I can think of one friend in particular who I'd been friends with all throughout high school. We were really, really, really close. Um, and like I adored her and things like that. And there were lots of things that just kept happening and I just kept letting them go and then nothing would happen. I'd let it go and then nothing would happen. And eventually it just got to a point where I actually had a couple of my girlfriends pull me aside and be like, she treats you like shit. Mm. <laughs> Um, and I was like, yeah, but you know, I've known her for so long. Like, like the sunk cost got, fallacy, the sunk we were cost sort of fallacy. saying, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, I've known her for so long. Like I, you know, this is just how she is. It's fine. Like making kind of excuses. But then after a while it was like, you know, I just had to make that choice and I never not, like, even now I don't not like it mm. or anything. Mm. I just had to make that choice back in the day because it just was, it was actually just causing me a lot of stress mm. and anxiety. But with that being said, I grieved that friendship. Yeah. Like it felt like a breakup. Yeah. I was very upset about that. Especially when you spend a lot of time with someone, you know, like I think friendship, friendships ending or being betrayed by a friend almost mm. is worse. hurts more. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Like I know that sounds, I don't know how, like guys, like men, no, I don't want to say come and go, but I mean like, look, like from my own experience. You don't go, you don't go into a friendship and go, is this going to work? Is this going to, like you either know that you guys are good friends yeah, and you just assume that you're going to be good friends forever yeah, or not. You know or what not. I mean? I'd, well, personally, that's what I think. Like yeah. I don't meet anyone and go, oh yeah, this will be a good temporary friend. Yeah. No, definitely you know? not. hundred percent. And I think like for me, it kind of breaks your heart in a different way. Yeah. Because for me, I've, I don't know, I, like I don't have siblings or anything Mm. like that I am really really close to my friends Mm. and I treat them like they're my family Mm. so if like you're within my circle Mm. like you're pretty much family Mm. to me and so breaking up with a friend is really really hard almost harder than a breakup in my opinion because you know you kind of see your girlfriends to be there for like Mm. your whole life and Mm -hmm. you know you you envision you know them being at your wedding Mm -hmm. and you know seeing them have kids or whatever it is that you you know you sort of want and um yeah, I think it takes a long time to sort of, you know. And I think, like, I think there are so many reasons why friendships and relationships break down. Um, and I think what I, the biggest thing that I reflect on now being in my 30s is that 
people change significantly in their 20s. Oh, 100%. Like, you will, I reckon I was like. What do they say? Like, your identity people. changes every seven years. Like, you completely shed. You're a yeah. new person every seven years. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, you hear that kind of shit when you're in your 20s and you're like, oh, yeah, this is who I am and this is what I do. Collar up. Yes. <laughs> Siggy behind Siggy me. <laughs> I'll never change. I'm I'll a never change. <laughs> um, but it's true. It's true. You, your whole world can change. You change as a person. Your beliefs change. Like your, your values, values change. Your are we the same person? We're the same person. <laughs> but it's so true. And like even people who are you know like even in their mid twenties, you will be a different person in seven years. Yeah. Like I guarantee it. Yeah. I'm a different person to yeah. like that I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's like it's okay to mm. be like that. Mm. It's okay to change. And actually, it's you know if you're not changing, you're not growing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So. I think like a lot of the time, the breakdown of these relationships, whether it be romantic, whether it be um, a friend or, you know, a family member, it could be due to, you know, just going on different directions mm. and different paths. Mm. Um, and I think that's really common as well in your 20s, isn't it? That people start to go off in their own direction. Yeah. Start to, you know, be interested in different things or, you know, make new friendship circles and, you know, different careers and different paths and different life journeys. Um it's almost, yeah, a part of life to have mm. people just break off as you sort of continue to go through your life and your path. What's that re- What's um, that saying? People are here for a reason, not a season? All the other way around? Some people, no, yeah, some people yeah. are there for a reason, not a season. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. Like, like there's like, no one in my life that I regret meeting or having in my life or... No, literally no one. Like, like for me, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like... But no, but every negative situation that I've ever had happen to me, I've learned or grown so much from. Where, and yeah. like, you know, at that time, and a lot of these things are from in my 20s, it shattered my world. But I can look back now and be yeah. like, okay, but look, this is what I learned. I learned this is how I deal with things. This is, you know, their reason for acting the way they did or, Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, I was actually listening to a podcast not long ago about like relationships and like relationship competence, mm. which is like, um, you know, your ability to be in a relationship and know how to be in a relationship mm. and how to like compromise and work with another person. You know, that actually, that comes from experience. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a lot of that when you're in your 20s. No. You know, like your friends that you have in your early 20s are usually from school and they're easy friendships to sort of have and maintain because you go to the same place five days a week, eight hours a day. Same lifespan. You know, you're you know. in the same suburb, you're, yeah. you know, all those kind job. of things. Yeah. Well, the pressure comes from when you leave and like, which is obviously when you're in your 20s. And, yeah. you know, I think about a girlfriend that, again, we both know and she was, we went to school together mm. and, um, you know, we were really, really close in school. But then I guess after school finished, you know, she kind of went and had kids and did all that thing. And I went the complete opposite way and like partied and did whatever. But the fact that me and her are still super, super close, I think says, you know, that's mm. a true friend. Yeah, for sure. Um, because if you can kind of withstand going in completely different directions Literally. and still being as close as ever, then, you know, you know, you kind of, yeah, you know that person really well and just, um, it's probably going to be a friendship for a long time. Yeah, 100%. I'd had a massive, I wouldn't say falling out, but I lost like one of my best, best friends when I was in my 20s. And I was sort of saying to you again earlier that I hadn't really had any friendship breakups. And then I'm like looking at, thinking about it. And this was one that like really affected me. It was my best friend since primary school. Um, and we were 
inseparable through primary school, through high school, like just together all the time. And then she got a partner and started, she had a very, almost like an anxious attachment to him. And I started taking that really personally because she'd come over and we'd be planning to do something and he'd call her or need her or something. She'd be like, all right, well, I got to go. And I'm like, what? Like, what, man? What the heck? (laughs) Um, And this just kept happening and happening and happening. And then one day I remember just messaging her and being like, I'm sorry, like, this is the last time I'm going to deal with that. Like, it's, I can't. Yeah. There's no, like, what's the point in us being friends if this is just going to keep happening? We can't do anything together. Like, the time that we spend never feels like quality time because you're worried about where he is or what he's doing or if he needs you. Um, And we ended up ending the friendship there. I think it was just like a very civil, just, she was like, yep, fair enough. And I was like, cool, see ya. And then we didn't speak for, God, it would have been such a long time. Um, and then she got engaged and I saw it on Facebook and I was like, oh, fuck, I can't not say something. Yeah. Um, and I reached out to her. It must have been a long time. It must have been maybe a year or more. And I reached out to her and just said, oh, my God, like, how exciting. Congratulations, you know. And then we caught up. She wanted to get her nails done to take a photo of her engagement ring. And we caught up and it was literally like no time had passed. We spoke about everything and we still speak, like speak about it now. And she'll be like, I'm so fucking sorry. Like, she was so unaware. And, you know, we're in our early 20s. She yeah. didn't know... She didn't realise what she was doing. This man was her world. Mm. She didn't realise, like, how important... Like, I mean, she probably did realise how important friendship was, but it wasn't her main focus then mm. at that age. And it's just so funny, once again, looking back, like, mm. we can both reflect on that and I can see that, you know, I was probably <laughs> a bit cutthroat being like, nah, I'm not going to be nah. your friend. <laughs> um, and, yeah, she could have obviously made some changes there too. So, yeah, I think that's and now really- we're back to it's kind of a good, a good story or a good like way to sort of see both sides like see how maybe she like she was a little bit too you know maybe took on that sort of I don't know that role that we've what we've both mm. done in mm-hmm. terms of relationships and um you know giving our all and giving all of our energy to one person when and then the other person other people in our mm-hmm. life kind of suffer and we don't give them that energy. and I think it was so like it was just so um, what's the word that I'm looking for like it felt really relevant at the time because I'd just gone through my breakup with this other guy and my friend had called me out for that. And so mm. then it was like a mirror. Like it was, I was seeing what I was doing and how much that had upset my mm. friends. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is how yeah. they felt. And then I was like, I'll just say something to her. And then yeah. I was like, we're not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> That's it. Um, I think like, and, and looking back on situations like that, I can definitely relate. But I think um, as you get older you cherish your friends but you also can kind of like I don't know as a friend who has a lot of friends who have you know partners and relationships Mm. I definitely used to get I remember like one of our girlfriends Mm. I used to get really annoyed jealous over her partner yeah like being like she's my friend I want to hang out with her I was there blah 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 and like you know now that I'm older I've definitely gotten I'm like you know what that is how life goes as well and there's definitely you need to find the right balance but you know there's the other thing is you know I want my friends to be as happy as 100% I remember when you got in this relationship and one of our friends was like said something about you spending a lot of time with him at the start and we were both like well hang on like it's actually a part of being in a relationship. You've got to That's give up right. a lot of your time to build this relationship with someone who is like a potential partner. Yeah. And, you know, like that's just life. It's how it goes. And, and yeah. you're almost like really self-centered or I was very like self-centered in your 20. Like you just expect everyone yeah. to be doing. Yeah, I don't know. You know what it's I mean? It's so like, true. And I remember having that conversation and being like, fuck, like I work full time. I live an hour away from my partner. 
Um, you know, like, yeah, I used to obviously just be with the girls 24 seven, um, and going out every single weekend, but I'm like, when do I, when will I, you know what I mean? There's got to yeah. be compromise. Yeah. Um, so it's, I guess like having that maturity to reflect on situations and think, well, you know, this is how life mm-hmm. kind of goes mm-hmm. and where do I sort of fit into it? For sure. And I like sure as hell wasn't thinking at that time that I had this like friendship breakup about her anxiety and about her like anxious attachment and like helping her and supporting her through that. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about how it makes me upset that she doesn't want to hang out with me and she wants to be with him, you know, like, so yeah, I think as you get older, you just, yeah, you you figure it out or you have a little bit more awareness. And emotional intelligence. Oh, emotional intelligence, honestly, is, I mean, it's something something I didn't, I didn't even realize was a thing. No. Until I started to realize that so many people lack emotional intelligence. And, and also like understanding their own emotions, but also understanding other people's. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge, I think our generation in general actually really struggle with that. And being able to communicate and in a healthy way. For sure. Yeah. But that's another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Write that down. Write that down. (laughs) I just need to get my monster (laughs) hand. Um, I also, we also wanted to touch on this episode um, because this is something we've both really struggled with throughout our 20s and to be honest, probably still a little bit now. Um, But I guess it's about trying to figure out who you are and also not wanting to be in just one particular category. So I guess like, you know, for me, I work in healthcare um, and I work in a job that I feel like you have to be... I don't know. It's quite, it's quite a conservative job. Like you need to be quite, you know, you're working with some pretty, I guess, unwell people. Um, and you know, what I post on Instagram and who I am, and um, I really felt, I felt like it was really, really difficult to um express who I was while also being in a job that requires you to be quite conservative. Well, it's draining, isn't it, when you go to work and you have to be this person Mm. and then you come home and you have to be this person and then like you're switching almost personalities right like there's something else and it was like the a workplace is like the main place where you'll just be a completely different person like Mm. you know picking up the phone and hello Jackie speaking and you're like who the fuck (laughs) (laughs) who's that that? yeah definitely and like I think especially because a lot of yeah for me I you know, I like to be quite, um, I like to be able to like express myself in certain ways and, you know, be, I don't know, like I do a lot of fitness stuff. I do like, you know, the photo shoots and they can be a little bit revealing and stuff like that. Um, and I think working where I work and then also being that person, I've really, really struggled with, Mm -hmm. with that. And I've struggled with that for a long time. Even when I was at uni, like a lot of the people I went to uni with, um, were very, conservative I Mm. think is maybe a good word to use um and for me like I like to be a little bit daring and be a little bit Mm. out there and um I felt like I really had to dull who I was for so many years because I didn't want to be to fit into that category of someone who's at uni I'm an occupational therapist I you know I work in forensic mental health I must be really proper and really um you know conservative and I must you know, I'm seen as like intellectual, well, mm. seen as intellectual, not sure about that, but you know, like seen as someone who's got, you know, a degree and they need to do all these, you know, and then, but for me, I'm like, but I also love to go out and I love to party and I love to, you know, also be fit and healthy. And I like to post photos of my body on Instagram because I work fucking hard for it. And I really struggled with this kind of concept of being who I truly was. And I think 
now what I have realized and what I'm just kind of going with is like you don't have to be in one particular category. Um, you can be Emma, who's the occupational therapist who, you know, works in mental health. And you can also be Emma, who, you know, does these, I guess, daring photo shoots um, and, you know, posts, posts photos because I'm proud yeah. of my body. And I think the judgment of that from anyone in sort of any context come like is it them I don't want to say is it them problem but it's a reflection of them and that's you know they're casting their own judgment and what and their beliefs of the way someone should be Mm. onto you and what you do but like where's the rule book that's right where's the rule book that says you know oh you go to uni right that's it no more going out for you no more this you know and it's Mm. similar to being in the fitness industry like fucking hell the amount of times I've been out drinking and people are like aren't you a personal trainer should you be eating that and I'm like I'm a fucking human as well yeah, bro like exactly you know what I mean yeah um, and I remember having this conversation with a life coach and I'd said like it's really hard for me to work out how to balance my social media because I feel like one day I want to post about you know being flexible with your diet and the next day I want to post about I don't know feeling sexy in lingerie and being able to feel confident in the bedroom or like whatever it might be or even myself post a photo where I feel sexy or whatever I I really I said to her I'm like I actually love it like and it's not like a validation thing like I love feeling like that and she sort of just said to me like why can't you do both yeah like that's you that's who you are and I think a really important message is like, you know, what someone doesn't like you for, someone else will really love you for and they're the people that matter. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so true. Like, yeah. you know, and I remember writing about this ages ago and saying, you know, I'm a chick that likes to go to the gym and lift heavy shit and listen to, you know, bangers, but I also like to go meditate and I'm spiritual and I like to journal and I like to, you know, do fucking yoga and like just all these things that just don't match. But yeah. It's who it's what I like, and that's yeah. and that's okay. Like, just because you like doing one thing doesn't mean you can't like the opposite. Yeah. And why is polarity looked at as if it's a bad it's thing? Terrible, or yeah. like you know, oh, you're a fraud. Yeah. You're not really oh, into gym right. if you drink on the weekend. Yeah. You know, you're not a you're not an online coach if you post Sexy seductive photos. photos. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. for sure. And I think that that's. It's it's actually from I don't know I don't, I know we've had lots of conversations about this like I would I remember coming home from work a lot of the time and I'd be like this is how I'm feeling yeah or whatever and yeah. you'd be like and you would kind of give me that pep talk mm. you'd be like you don't have to be that person like, yeah you can because I remember like I would like find myself muting people from work that's because right I'm, like, yeah I don't want them to see me upload a photo of me because they might judge me and then I might go into work and then they're thinking mm. about that or they're talking mm-hmm. about me not that not that I not that I actually think that they would but no it's just that it's sort the of, thoughts that you have the right? thoughts that you have yeah um. And I just think, I guess we can both relate to it a lot, but I, something to sort of keep in mind is that you, just like what you said, you don't have to be, mm. you don't have to be a certain person or a certain category. That's, yeah, it's so true. And I remember someone talking about this, but in terms of being vegan and people, someone was like, you know, vegans are vegan for a reason. They have these, you know, it's because of their love for animals and they don't want to hurt animals and whatever. And the way he put it was like, but if you like honey, you can fucking have honey. Like, there's not a rule book that's like, if you're vegan, you uh, can't have honey. Don't, but you can't do that. Like, yeah. why it's such a, and that's probably like a really good example is like, you know, if you label yourself as that, God forbid you're anything else. Yeah. But like, why? Like, us, we're podcasters. Yeah. Random. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like where this 
fits in. <laughs> and she's like, I want to pop it in there. And just in case and you were so wondering where podcasters. <laughs> well, I mean, as in like. Like podcasters, so what can't we do? Because we're podcasters. That's what I mean. But I'm saying like, you know, I, you know, you have your, yeah. your, your, your own online coach. I'm, you know, I work in a hospital. Yeah. And then it's like, but we're also podcasts. Yeah, we've got a podcast. We've got a podcast too. We do both. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's like, it's just something that over, I don't know, over the last 20 years, 20 years, 10 years, since I was 10, um, it's something that I have struggled a lot with. And now that I'm in my 30s, maybe just because I turned 30 and I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck about anything. You know, when you're like turn eight, if you, like when you're 80 years old, I imagine me to just like not give an absolute fuck Literally. about anything. Literally. Maybe that, maybe just, maybe as you get older, you just give less fucks. Every 10 years. It's Every just like, years. oh, there goes some fucks that I gave Whereas last like, year, yeah. last decade. Whereas like, yeah, now I'm more, I'm, I still struggle with it sometimes. Um, I think there's always going to be that fear of judgment or, you know, fear of not fitting in or not doing it right. Like, you know, almost like that imposter syndrome. If you do something that you like, isn't in that within, square within box. Within that like sort of, yeah, within yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it, yeah, the awareness of that and owning it, yeah, I think is so important. Yeah. I think just like owning it and being like, you know what? Yeah, I'm this and I also love this. And, and why okay. is that a problem? Yeah. Yeah. Like, think about that. Why is that an issue for you? Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean, Big Bean? I do. <laughs> Actually, I do. Actually, I do. Um, <laughs> Should we talk about maybe just some brief, quick kind of practical strategies that we can do to sort of help navigate through your 20s? Mm. Um, and whether it be like a breakup or whether it be just, you know, a break, like a breakup from a romantic partner, a breakup from a friendship or, you know, trying to figure out who you are. Like what are some strategies mm. that um, yeah, they can, people can kind of do? Do you have any? Do you have any? <laughs> Mate, look at my fucking 20s. Oh, God. My That's strategies. My right. What strategies? No, I think... No, or maybe what, like, or even some advice that people could have given you back then to help you. Mm, like, what would you say to your 20-year-old like, self? what would you self? say to your 20-year-old self? It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, bitch. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> no, I think, you know, like, having compassion for yourself, like, and... Again, I feel like when you're younger, so many people that are older than you go, oh, you're so young. It's okay. It'll work out. You're going to be all right. Like, it's not going to matter soon, blah, blah. And at the time, you're like, shut the fuck up. You have no idea. I'm so old and I'm so mature and I know everything. I know everything. And you don't, hun. You don't know You shit. don't. And <laughs> that's coming from experience. Like, I remember thinking that when I was 21, like, fuck, I've got this life shit yeah. sorted. Oh, and I got did this. not. We I did, did not. We both did not. Um, so I think almost just having like a bit of, awareness around that mm. understanding that everything is going to be okay you like you know like we said before five seven years time you're going to be a completely different person yeah, what you're going through now is literally not going to matter it's going to be a funny story that you'll chat about one day like um i mean that's not really a strategy is it it's just like a no, gentle I think reminder awareness is because i think back then like we i mean i didn't really have awareness mm, no i think you know and i think a good thing to note to note as well is like you know, if you are going through a shit time, whether it be a breakup or, you know, a death or whatever it is, it's kind of like, it will be okay. Like, I think when you go through heartbreak, in, especially in your early 20s and stuff, it you know, it tears your entire world down. And because it's the first time you're experiencing emotions like that, you 
don't really know what's on the other side. And I think it's really easy to get caught into like negative thinking and and thinking this is my life's never going to be okay again and I'm not going to make it through and, you know, like nothing matters. Like this pain is so, mm. you know, it's so painful. But I think, you know, I've I've been through that about three times in the 20s now. So you're looking at your watch that. Yeah. Yeah. That's three. Yeah, that's about <laughs> three times um, in my 20s. And I think the like the advice I would like to give is like, it's going to be okay. Like yeah. it, it might feel like a breakup might feel like it's mm. the end of the world and that you'll, and you know what, granted, and losing a friend and granted, all of that, yeah. it is hard and mm. granted it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. There's no, I'm, you know, I'm not saying don't feel it, feel the emotion, grieve, you know, try and grieve in a healthy way. Maybe mm. don't go out and get fucked up because <laughs> That also just makes it a lot worse. It yeah, kind of like numbs the pain literally. as well. You don't really grieve properly. You don't deal with it. Um, and it will come up again. It'll come up for you if you don't process it. Probably 10 times worse too, hey? Yeah. Like when definitely. you sort of just chuck it under the rug and she's yeah. problem. Um, Which then... is why I think when I got into my the second relationship and I my grieving process was really similar to the mm. first. Um, and then, you know, when I kind of went through my last breakup, my grieving process was completely different. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, I went to, I trained, I didn't mm-hmm. drink at all. I didn't party. I didn't touch. I just knew that that wasn't going to be helpful for me. Yeah. So um, I think that's growth, yeah. really. Like that's learning. And, and that's I think growth. like doing some personal development, if yeah. I could go back and do that earlier in my 20s, I would have tenfold because... It's just made a world of difference, like understanding yourself, understanding why you do things, understanding why other people do things, like yeah. understanding what it is that you truly want, what it is that you value, like all those kind mm. of things. If I was so certain and so sure of those things five years earlier, mm. 10 years earlier, I feel like my 20s would have been very, very different. Yeah. Very. And I think as well, like, and I'm like, I'll, I'll say this openly, like I see a psychologist mm. and I think I wish I had have seen one because you don't have to have something going Mm -hmm. on terribly in your life but like you know going back to kind of doing some personal growth and Mm. things like that or doing some you know just growth in general it's having a psychologist um and really can help you understand your own behaviors your own emotions have awareness of others but have awareness of why you might be behaving or reacting or getting triggered by certain things and it's Um, also just like so good to have that conversation with someone who's not going to be bias like your friends are mm-hmm. when your friends are like oh fuck him and me 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 yeah. you know like it's not, it's, not help, like it's not it's it's, helpful but it's not sometimes you just need that like Sounding third party board. someone there to be like okay well this is how i this is what i see you know these are my strategies and um yeah you're right i think it's something that is definitely worth doing if you feel like you're going through things or even not you yeah. know and it's just to get a better understanding of you and your mind and yeah definitely and what goes on and I think the other thing is like kind of what we were saying before is like you don't have – don't ever feel like you have to stick to one, mm. be in a category or, you know, be defined by your job or be defined by, you know, your family or your parents or your friendship group. Like you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. Um, you could be completely – you could be, I don't know, like an exotic dancer, be like an exotic dancer and a doctor. <laughs> if you yep. want to do. If you want to. You could love pole dancing. Mm-hmm. And you could be a engineer, and that's okay, and that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think that that's one thing that I, I don't know. For me, I I definitely struggle with that, and I think it's I've now come to the realization that hey, I'm just gonna be who the fuck I am because I 
feel like there was was probably more pressure. It was more stressful for me trying to hide those parts of me. And now I'm just like, it is what it is. And if you don't like me or if you... I mean, it still affects me. I'm not going to say that I don't give a fuck what people think because clearly I care what people think. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, but... But you're a lot more certain that, like, you know, you can back yourself if someone says, why are you doing that? Mm. Oh, because... I don't know. It makes me feel good, and you know, yeah. da, da da da. If I want to post a sexy photo on Instagram, Literally. I'm gonna do it yeah. because it makes me feel good, and yeah. it's I like you know I work hard for yeah. my body, and yeah. I want to feel confident, and and that's I what I mean. Like, like you've got that certainty now within yourself to be able to be like, no, no, no. Like this is why I do it, and you know, the people that are judging you are probably people that haven't done that, that haven't or had they the want to. When yeah, they haven't had the confidence. They haven't you know put themselves out there to realize how it feels to feel that way Mm. and i'm sure that if they do one day they'll understand but it's usually you know the judgment that you're getting is from people that haven't done what you're doing yeah yeah you know and Um, i think the other thing is also to mention as well is like having a good support system around you all the time like and also making calls like yeah and that's i was just gonna say like coming back to almost like the sunk cost fallacy like don't hold on to friendships and relationships because you've been in it for so long if it starts to feel like it's not supporting you it's not benefiting you you're not getting what you want out of a friendship or a relationship there is no point holding on to that just because you've already been in it for so long and I think that's a massive thing when you're young or like when you're in your 20s you go oh but I've been with this person for five years like I haven't been with anyone for this long so I better stay with them Mm. or they've been my best you know like you were saying about your friend earlier like I've been friends with her for so long like that's just who she is like no if it's starting to feel not right and Mm -hmm. it doesn't align with you and where you're going and what you want and you know the things that you want out of people in your life then Mm. let it go let it go go. and I think like you know being I sounded good then you did Beyonce yep yep (laughs) um and I think making those conscious you know making a conscious effort to check in with yourself and say hey is this serving me anymore um because you might find that you know maybe it's not yeah and and that goes for jobs and studies and all of that kind of stuff too right like yeah, we haven't even touched on those things yeah which, i mean they're huge it's a huge part well in your 20s but for sure we need part twos of every we episode we've twos. done maybe we i feel like after every episode i've been like oh fuck we could have spoken about that oh i could have said that. this oh i should have told that story um yeah oh, also we know that we we're going to have a special guest on this week but we it's will next it's next week so yeah anyone who is like where the fuck's the guest not this week they're here they're just sitting in silence they're here. we just took <laughs> over the podcast as our special guests just watch <laughs> um any final thoughts chat um so many but not literally <laughs> um no i think that's sort of briefly covered very very brief yeah um, maybe we would do I feel part- like we literally didn't even scratch the surface. The shit no. I spoke about, I'm thinking, was like my first three years of my 20s. Yeah. I feel like we might do a part Seven two more. this episode. Maybe we'll just write it down. Write that down. Note that. <laughs> Note that. <laughs> um, I feel like we had like, I'd love to have like a producer and we could just be like, oh, yeah, fucking. Yeah. Oi, Pete. Pete, can you just write that down? <laughs> We're going to make a note of that next week. That'd be great. We'll just, why don't we just pretend there's one and we'll, so that the, we'll cut this. So that the listeners and think then we'll that be like, we're really professional. Pete. Oh, can you just tell the cameraman to move to the left? <laughs> There's no P or cameraman, but it's really just our dogs. It's Lola. <laughs> and our tripod. Do you imagine Levi and Lola like dressed with up clipboards. In, like, with clipboards and top hats on? <laughs> oh, we should put glasses on them as well. Literally. Really 
Literally. I love oh, it. Oh, God. I love it. Um, anyway. I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I think we're good. Do you know what's so funny? We were cracking up. We were listening because we listen, obviously listen back to the podcast before we post it. And we're listening to it on the couch last week. Mm. <laughs> and we're both sitting there like on our phones, just like in our own little world, got it on in the background. And then like we say something in the podcast and then both of us on the couch were like crack up laughing at us at the podcast. <laughs> and it wasn't until like a few times that we realized and we're like, oh my God, look we're at so us lame. sitting here just laughing at ourselves being like, a good one. <laughs> it's like when you rewatch your stories yeah, on Instagram. Me a million times a day. Me too. Like, and then it all like. Brilliant. Yeah. Great content. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but what if someone's watching from this one? Oh, this is the vibe they get. Yep. Got it. It's like when you send an email and then you go in, like you, you like read it as if like you've already sent it and then you go back you go and back you read and it and you're yeah. like, that's what it would look like if they received yeah. it. <laughs> I do that all the time. Oh, oh dear. I feel like We've that's very vain and narcissistic. No. Is it narcissistic? No. That's it's a bit fucking rough, isn't it? Well, it's, it would be I mean, like we're a, funny. That's why we're doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. It would be weird if we weren't laughing at it. No, I would agree. Yeah. Are we meant to not laugh at our... No, we're fucking hilarious. But is it weird that we laugh at ourselves? I don't think so. Is it weird that I watch my story? Everyone does that, Everyone surely. does. Like, post this... Imagine if no one does. <laughs> we're the only ones. <laughs> I think People are like, I didn't know you could do that. No one does that. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Okay. Alright, we're wrapping well, it up. Yeah, on Fucking that note. Talking shit. On that note. Anyway. Alright, we'll pack her up, boys. What um emoji this week? I oh. haven't run it. Oh well, let's do the nail, the one the I don't know why. Oh yeah, the I fingernail. Like the fingernail because my fingers are so beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. And the things she oh, she said her mum No, my mum you got confirmation. Yeah, but <laughs> she said when she was younger, you know what my mum used to say to me? You should be a hand model. Is what she told me last night. Your fingers are stunning. Yeah. Stunning. My mum said Stunning that. fingers. I, my mum said that and then my mum's friend said I also have... Tell me you're fucking clutching at straws to find a compliment. Well, she, that's it. I don't even ask. I don't even agree with them. That's just what they yeah. say. I'm just saying like your mum's like... Oh. Oh, yeah. Your fingers are stunning, darling. No, do you know, she said it my whole life. We actually called my mum after we had this conversation did. because Jackie didn't believe me. We called my mum and my mum, the first, I said to my mum, mum, what do you think about my hands? And she's like, oh, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. This was yesterday, they're by beautiful. the way. She still thinks beautiful. they're beautiful. Maybe I'm just jealous because I've got. I think you've got nice hands. Mate, turn it up, would ya? Look how veiny nice they are. Like. Mine are like a skeleton. Very, very skinny. Hands. Skinny fingers. I'm also. Mm. Do you remember salad fingers? No. Don't you? No. What do you mean? Salad fingers. No. Oh, bro. Wait, sorry. I know we're trying to wrap this up, but surely you remember this. What are salad fingers? Salad fingers. The videos that we used to watch in school before this guy. No. You never watch salad fingers. Oh, Levi's ready to be picked up. All right. Well, best we go. Can't believe we never watched salad fingers. Mm. No. Anyway. Anyway, All sorry. Right. We're just, this, is, this is what we'll just talk about after the podcast ends. <laughs> we should just <laughs> stop recording. Oh, All right. Anyway. You know the drill. Send the nail emoji. Instagrams are in the show notes. And be, be good, good or be good, good at it. it. <laughs>